This is the Doctor. President-elect of the High Council of Time Lords. I am definitely a madman with a box. Anyone for Jelly, baby? I'm the Doctor. I'm 904 years old. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castabras. you fans and welcome to the big blue box podcast my name's gary hello i'm adam and welcome to episode 35 you're not going mad do not adjust your audio equipment (laughs) it's just our snazzy new intro we've regenerated we have regenerated yeah (laughs) it's our uh our our one year regeneration that's it. Roll your R's, McCoy. Yeah, <laughs> you have to. You have to do that if you're doing McCoy. That's it. Rolling the bloody R's. So yeah, ten years of Doctor Who, back on our screens, and one year of the Big Blue Box podcast. That's gone quick. Oh way. What a journey that's been. It has. Yeah. Um, bloody hell, it has been. Uh, yeah, because um, yeah, the podcast launched um, just under a year ago, the thirty-first. Were you apprehensive when you when you put that first one out? You know, think were you happy with the first one? You got it in the can and thought, right, no. that's going out. No, no. Um, I don't think I've ever said this before, but um, I think I I think I did like four takes of that original podcast. Well, the whole thing. Yeah, blimey. Believe, but honestly, the the whole thing because I was really unhappy with because I was so nervous. You know, I'd never done podcasting before, and yeah, I was very nervous and. Uh, I kept just fluffing words, and I kept um, I kept rambling as well. I, I'd say the same sentence like four or five times within <laughs> within the space of like two minutes. I'd mention the same thing loads of times, and I was really nervous and just waffled. And yeah, it was it was pretty bad. And when I listened, but I haven't listened to it for donkeys. But when I do listen back to that that one, it's uh, yeah, it's a bit cringeworthy, very nervous. But you know, it's um, we've all got to start somewhere. Definitely. I, I used to do that with Geek's Handbag. I used to um, record it over and over again because I, I didn't have any editing equipment. So I used to, whatever I put out was what I filmed. So I used to have to film it all in one take. And then, uh, just like you, I used to do it over and over again <laughs> until I got one that I was kind of happy with. And yeah, yeah, and um, and just have to go with it in the end. So yeah, I can uh, I can relate to that. Yeah, it was um, yeah, it was interesting. But uh, you have to start somewhere and and look where it's led. Yeah, yeah. I'm here glad we I are did. a year on. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we got some highlights, haven't we? Yeah, of, I mean, ten, uh, yeah. ten years of Doctor Who. Um, yeah, it's incredible actually to look back on on ten years of Doctor Who and just think about all the stuff that's happened over those years, isn't it? Yes. Um, what's what's been your highlights? Do you think um, some highlights for me? Um, well, obviously, um, uh, Chris and Chris Elkston and, and Billy Piper. Mm. Um, that's probably the first major one, um, purely because. Uh, it was really cool for me to go back and uh, and watch all that stuff as um as a block as a block viewing just binge watch the whole lot that was uh, yeah. that was quite cool for me because obviously I wasn't watching as you guys know I wasn't watching back then but it was cool to just you know buy the box set and think you know I'm not really sure you know because I was very new to it and uh, but you know they made a, a big stamp on on the show what about you uh, well there's, there's there's loads actually I was just wondering actually you saying about because you jumped on board in the 
sort of Matt Smith era and then went back and, and watched it all. Is there any other program that's really grabbed you like this? Because obviously you've become massively, you know, um, invested in Doctor Who. You know, you're really passionate about it. But there must be something about this show that's grabbed you. Is there any other? I mean, I know you love your Marvel and your superheroes, but has any other TV show ever grabbed you in the same way that Doctor Who has? No. No, there is no. something about it, isn't there? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've obviously been a sci-fi fan for a long time. Mm. Well, for as long as I can remember, I've been into sci-fi, but there's nothing on TV, and there hasn't really been anything on TV that's that's pulled me in and and kind of stole my heart, really, the way that Doctor Who has. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anything. There was only like stuff from my childhood, which I watched a lot, but that was mainly just like cartoons and stuff. But um, in terms of like, uh, yeah, like investing this much into a TV show, I, I can't think there's, I can't think of anything that's um, that's matched. Older, no, older there's no other program like it. No. Um, I, I just you saying about the you know when it first came back as well. I do remember seeing all the big billboard posters going into London as I was driving to London, seeing Chris and Billy with the TARDIS doors either side of them. I remember seeing that plastered everywhere before Rose aired and thinking, wow, <laughs> you know, and their Doctor Who's never been so prominent, you know, uh, or at least not for such a long time, you know, yeah. to have these giant billboard posters. And um, one, of, one of the sort of very early highlights for me was the surprise regeneration from Chris to 10, um, okay. because yep. it's amazing that they managed to keep that under wraps. And I don't think anyone really expected it. I mean, there was a lot of press about Chris leaving after one series very early on, I think even after the first episode aired. So people thought, oh, well, he's probably not coming back if they, if they do a second series. You know what I mean? The second series wasn't even mm. commissioned. So we kind of yeah. knew Chris might not be staying, but it was still quite a surprise, that first generation, to see him turn into Dave Tennant. And I, as it was getting towards the end of the episode, I remember thinking, is he? Are they really? <laughs> is he going to regenerate? Is this actually going to happen? And it was a real great moment that when he actually did, I remember actually being proper open mouth thinking wow you know what i mean like <laughs> oh my gosh a new doctor already this is incredible and obviously david tennant went yeah. on to be uh, you know a very very popular doctor and and one that i like a lot actually uh, i do like yeah. tennant that's um one of my other highlights is um uh i, I don't really want to say this on the on the show um but uh i think it was the first time that i cried at a, a tv show what went with tennant with when tennant uh yeah, on his very last thing. Oh, the 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 last episode. Yeah, yeah the end, end of time. End of time. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm not ashamed to admit that it's um. Oh, don't get me wrong. I wasn't sitting there blubbering my eyes out with tissues or anything like that. But a little tear, little tear, little chin wobble, and. Uh, I yeah. I was watching that with the biggest David Tennant fan ever. Uh, one of my one of my dear friends, uh, Joe, um, she came round to our house to watch it. And I just thought, she, you know, I was thinking she's going to be in bits. By the end of this episode, she's going to be in bits. And yeah, it was me that was oh. sat there trying not to cry. You know, I was thinking, oh my God, I found it really emotional. And she, I think she was emotional. She loved, she loved David Tennant. And she was, she couldn't imagine that she was going to like Matt Smith. Like she watched that, that program where he sort of um, got announced and she said, oh, I don't know. He looks weird. He's just not, oh, I don't think I'm going to like him. But, you know, obviously I'll give him a chance because she just loved Dave And she loved Matt from, you know, she really, really liked Matt. But, oh, cool. Yeah, but yeah, it was me. I remember sitting on the sofa thinking, really trying to hold back. So I, could, <laughs> I was expecting her to be a blubbering mess. And because she wasn't, I was thinking, I can't be a blubbering mess, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it was more the fact Aww. of the thing with Wilf because I love the character of Wilf and, 
uh, Bernard Cribbins is another highlight that I've written down actually because right. I've always loved Bernard Cribbins. Um, and I loved having him in the show. I, I, I love the interaction between him and David Tennant, and we often talk about that scene in the cafe uh, yeah. between the two yeah. of them. Yeah, so that to me, to be honest, it was more that that whole bit thing of him and Will, you know, uh, was was really good. Yeah, um, very cool. Other highlights: Derek Jacobi. Uh, I just loved. Oh, yeah. I loved yep. the episode Utopia. Um, I remember the fantastic buzz uh, to the to the end of that episode. Yeah. Um, but shame it was a bit of a letdown the following week because it really built up to a great cliffhanger, didn't it? Of him yeah, going into awesome. TARDIS and locking Ten out, and Ten's face when he gets locked out of the TARDIS, and then him regenerating into John Sim. It was just an incredible yeah. uh, end to an episode and. I was getting loads of texts from friends saying, have you watched it yet? Because I was actually out that night. So I watched it the following evening and it was brilliant. It was just such a great, great moment. And awesome. uh, I'd have loved to have seen more Jacoby as the master, wouldn't you? Oh, he was very cool. He's such a yeah. good actor. Really good actor as well. Yeah. Oh, he is. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. So that would have been cool. That's one. One of my highlights is actually is, uh, is John Sim. Uh, is it John Sim or John Sims? Oh, not sure. Um, that guy, yeah. Yeah, him. He, yeah, he's another one of these characters that um, uh, gets a little bit of stick. Obviously, um, extremely different to how the Masters of old would have uh, have been played. But um, I thought he was, he was quite cool. Um, he's borderline um, uh, sort of too eccentric at times and a little bit um, a little bit OTT. But overall, I thought he was really good. I really liked him as the Master. Uh, yeah, I've got slightly mixed feelings. I like John Sim as, a, as an actor. Um, I, he was a bit too too over the top for me personally, especially towards the end. Um, but I still enjoy watching him. I still hmm. think he he gives a very interesting take on on the master. Don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, it's, it was great having him in it, and I think he worked well with Tennant. You know, the, the yeah. sort of pairing of the two mm -hmm. was a good Doctor Master, um, very good. But I'll tell you another highlight for me as well is K Nine and Sarah Jane coming back in school reunion oh, of course i've got that on mine as well oh, i loved yeah. it i loved it that is that was just um because well, we all know my feelings on how much i loved canine as a kid we don't need to go there again oh, but of course <laughs> but to see him back in the program with sarah jane and i think sarah jane and and tens you know tenants doctor was brilliant. You know, some yeah. lovely scenes in that. You know, the first bit where she sees the TARDIS and he stood behind her. Oh, it's just, you know, it's just brilliant. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, you know, definite highlight. Yeah, I didn't have K9 written down, but I did have Sarah Jane. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, K9 goes with that. Yeah, he, very cool. Um, a highlight for me, uh, another one for me, talking of Tenant, actually, just one of the last highlights for Tenant is um, that scene in, um, I think it's called... Uh, uh, the the forest no um oh god you know how terrible i am with names and titles of episodes um the one with river song in the library silence in the library oh silence in the library yeah and the second one um come on dude the second oh. one, the two it's a two-parter yes uh what oh, i've forgotten oh i'm the same as you anyway yeah uh, that, that two-parter yeah the closing scene where he opens the tardis with a click of his fingers <laughs> yeah for some reason that just gets me every time i just absolutely love it I, it's one of my favourite scenes from uh, from the newer Doctor Who stuff. I don't know why. It's only really short. It doesn't really mean much. It's not significant, but I don't it's know. just the way the light comes out. Of it. It's, it's the way it's done because I like yeah. it in the episode. It kind of it does great on me that they've used it a bit too much. But I know what you mean. It's brilliant in the episode because it's just yeah. the way it's done. Cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, I could go on forever. There's so many 
brilliant highlights from the last 10 years. I mean, we've been really sort of treated to some great stuff, but there's a couple of other things just quickly reel off to mention that things that we've had since the show come back, which I think are, are brilliant. I mean, things like the Ood, you know, mm-hmm. new, new monster, uh, new villains and monsters, the Ood and, um, the Sycorax were great. I love the Sycorax. The face oh, yeah. of Bo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't we just love the face of Bo? Yeah. Um, I loved Davros coming back. I wish he'd been used a bit bit more effectively, but, you know, uh, it's great seeing Davros back in, in Doctor Who. Yeah, uh, cool. The Weeping Angels, oh, yeah. you know, again, yep. we haven't had them before, w- was brilliant. Paul McGann coming back was a definite highlight. Gosh, the that buzz well. when, that, yep. when that went on the red button. I mean, literally, the internet exploded. Those, those 10 minutes when that went live... It was everywhere, and I was so glad that I was at home that day because I could feel the buzz, and literally people couldn't believe it. Even when I was reading, I was thinking, "No way! Come on, what?" How many times you know? did you watch it? Oh, just Double over and now? over again. Yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. I, I just literally, and I was trying to record it, you know, like you do. I don't know why, because it's on DVD, so, but yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't get enough of it. It's fa- fantastic. Um, Captain Jack and Torchwood, of course. This is, you know, this is all new since since the show's come back i mean i i like torchwood and captain jack's a brilliant character you know as i say i could go on forever the war doctor so many great things that we've had since the show's come back yeah. and a lot of it new you know we've seen a lot of great stuff brought back i mean the daleks were have been a bit overused but it's you know obviously it's great that we've got the daleks back on the screen even if you know some of the stories have been a bit below par mm-hmm. and the cybermen as well you know it's, it's good that we've still got elements of the classic era of the show you know, coming coming back on screen. Absolutely. So yeah, lots and lots of Lo- brilliant yeah. stuff. Yeah, loads of cool stuff. Yeah. Um, just want to reel off a few highlights of um, of the of our podcast over the last year. All right, got a few of those. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we first went out on the 30, 31st of March. Um, very nervous to going solo, um, mm-hmm. and straight in for episode two at the first interview that was with Neil Perryman. Yes, I remember listening to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I bought I, his book you straight did, afterwards. Yeah. I actually did. Yeah, yeah that was really straight after listening. That was really good. I remember, I remember your tweet as well. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. Um, and then fast forward a little bit to uh, the thirteenth of June, which was episode six. That was when you were on as a guest host. That's right. Yeah. What what which episode was, cool. was that? That was episode six. What were we reviewing? Why um, was I on it? Was it Remembrance? Um, what was it? I can't remember now. They've all sort of they, all blurred into one. They've they've all merged into one, haven't they? Um, Not to worry. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what episode that was now. Um, uh, and then episode 10 was an interesting one um, that went out on the 15th of August. Um, not for any other reason that you think. Um, it wasn't anything kind of amazing happened on that show, but that was the podcast where I thought about sort of packing it in. Which one? Um, episode 10 that went out oh. on the 15th of August. Right. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I just why, thought... Why? Yeah, well, I thought, um, I thought, well, I've done 10 episodes now. Um, and, uh, you know, is it, you know, am I, am I connecting with people? Because uh, get, I was getting some, some, some good feedback, which is cool. But, you know, there's always that element of self-doubt, I guess. And I was thinking, you know, am I... Because I, I didn't just want to sit in front of a mic and waffle about... Doctor Who that people didn't want to listen to, you know, because there's, you know, at the time there were some very cool uh, Doctor Who podcasts already, and there still yeah. is, and there still is, um, and I thought, you know, am I? And it wasn't, a, it wasn't, it was never a case, and never has been, and never will be a case of competing with other podcasts or anything like that at all. It was just a case of, you know, am I? Is is my voice, you know, you know, do people want to 
you know hear that and it is or is it just rubbish is it just my own my own self selfish reasons for doing it but um but yeah, so episode ten was interesting because I thought mm, this, could, this could be a short and sweet run of a podcast. Um, no, it's interesting actually because I I know exactly where you're coming from, and we I was talking with this um, with Cameron Blog to Who. He's getting a lot of mentions lately. Yeah. We're going to have to start charging. But we were talking about this because we were saying uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I watch a lot of YouTube as well, and I I really enjoy what I listen to and watch. Um, and very often I listen to it and and that's it, and then I'll you know be doing something. So. You don't always comment or give feedback, even though you've really enjoyed something. And you sort of forget that the person at the other end, you know, doesn't know that. So, you, you, like you said, sometimes, even though someone's listened to something and really loved it, you don't realize because, you, you know, they haven't sort of given any feedback. And it's something we all do a lot. So I can, I can imagine yeah. where you're coming from. Because I was listening to, and I'm not just saying this, listeners, and Gary knows, I, I think I used to tweet you, I listened to you right from the beginning. And, and I always enjoyed listening to it. You know, and I think I did tweet you a few times, but not every time. Do you know what I mean? And like, yeah. you don't always sort of let people know that you're enjoying or liking something because you kind of in your head just assume that they, you know, that they realise you're listening or whatever. So, mm. yeah, I do know what I do know what you mean. Yeah, so it was kind of um, shaky ground uh, for a yeah. minute, but um, you know, I, I'm I'm totally glad that we um, that I carried on and, and got you on because uh, it's just so cool. Just um, like, like when we ask people for feedback on the episodes that we're going to review and just general stuff and reviews and um the itunes reviews as well have been really nice and we've had some really cool stuff so i love it so i'm glad i didn't jack it in um 24th so yeah 24th of october episode 15 that was when you came on as permanent co-host woohoo woohoo <laughs> which was awesome um and then this year february we had another interview that was with uh andy Franker allen yeah which was a really good interview the um author of the lethbridge stewart book him and Gary have become BFFs. BFFs on Twitter, yep, Mr. Andy. And <laughs> yeah. um, and then just fast forward a little bit more to uh, the 25th of Feb is our first commentary episode, which was um, uh, the 11th hour. That's right. Which was yeah. great fun. Yep. That was good fun, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that episode that you came on as a co-host, that was in fact Remembrance of the Daleks. I thought it might have been. <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling it was. I think I had to come in to uh, fight its corner. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was needed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So some, some really cool moments, um, mm. from, from the show over the last year. And, uh, uh, I, I, I want to say a huge thank you, not to, not to the makers of Doctor Who, not to the actors or anybody. I just want to say a huge thank you. First of all, to you, Adam. Oh, um, because, uh, it, it's such a great, honestly, I, I'm not just saying this and a lot of people do, do say this. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it really is like a highlight of my week sitting down to record the show because um, it's just such good fun to chat Doctor Who, you know, because something yeah. that we're very passionate about and we love. Mm. It's very cool to sit down and just talk about Doctor Who, have a little debate on it and, you know, interact with our listeners and stuff. So first of all, thank you, Adam, for, for, for jumping on board. It's been the show literally wouldn't be the same. If, if you weren't on it with me well I don't think it would be what it is now oh cheers um, man no, I appreciate it and I feel the same and uh, I'd like to thank all of our listeners it really is it, it's no we don't do it for anyone's benefit other than the listeners we don't just sit here and talk into nothingness to you know to nobody it's uh it's really cool that we get the feedback from you guys and you, you're liking the show and you know when you jump on Facebook and Twitter and tell us what you think about like I said, the re review, review episodes, we tell you and then you immediately jump on. And you're like, yeah, I like yeah. it or I don't like it. And um, it literally is just just for you guys. We don't we don't do it for the fun of it. It's uh, we do it because we want to share with you guys our thoughts and our 
our love. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much. It's all, it's all for you guys. We love you guys. It is. It's a real labour of love. We were saying just before we started recording, actually, that we've got a real good sort of um, hardcore base of, of, of followers and people who listen to the show. And, yeah, the, the interaction that you give with us is fantastic. So, yeah, that's, like you said, that's the reason we enjoy doing these podcasts so much because if we could get paid for it and do it for a living, we would. But uh, we do it for love because it is just, yeah, it's great fun, mate. I, I echo that 100%. Ah, cool. And we've got some yeah. great stuff coming up in the future. So it's only going to be, uh, oh yeah, only going to be better from here on in. Onwards and upwards, yeah. Indeedy. Yeah. So I'm just going to wipe a tear away there. Yeah, I will just go a swig of water. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> um, <laughs> so I think we're ready to land and get cracking on with the news. Yeah. Well, so you've been landing for a year now, so you should should have uh, should have mastered it by now. I yeah, I, I think so. I think I'm going to get it the right way around this time as well. <laughs> okay. Superb. That's better. That sounds better. That's much better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> much better. So let's crack on. Newsy stuff. First of all, mm. um, uh, another award for Doctor Who. Doctor Who wins a lot of awards, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, it really does. Not just for the biggies. Not like the big ones, like the television awards where um, like the leads are up for like best actor or best or the show's up for like best whatever. Um, quite a lot of the time, a, lo- a load of stuff that you wouldn't realise, you know, is up for a lot of awards across many different subjects but um so the horror channel uh they've won an award for their um their really cool graphics and animation for the the classic doctor who that's been running i think for about a year now hasn't it or maybe a bit less uh yeah i think so yeah just over i think yeah oh just over yeah and um for those who have not seen it it's those really cool kind of um uh it's kind of weird in a way because the the doctor's faces have got no there's no features on the face, but um, the way that they've done the costumes, they're all in like this dark blue and red, and mm. they've, they've accented every doctor's, every classic doctor's costume quite, you know, quite well. And it's um, the an- the little animated shorts that they do on the horror channel are really good. So um, this was for the um, I've not heard of this one before, but it's the Promax BDA Europe Awards apparently. All right, bit of a mouthful. Yeah, this took place in Germany last week, and um, yeah, so they scooped that. It was for. Um, uh, it was for design general image program design package, if that means anything. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, but no, it's really cool because I I think I mentioned this on the show. It's they look really cool and they the do. kind of style that they've they've got these, uh, especially in the animated adverts and the little trailers and stuff. They uh, they just look awesome. They're, they're, the style is um is is so cool. So I'm glad they've scooped that. Yeah, I mean now it's on free view and I can actually see it. For, you know on my tv i have to say they're brilliant and they're so simple as well it's a really nice clean simple design i, I do really like it there's one where they have the sort of graphic of the tardis and the windows sort of go across it i can't really explain it it's such a simple little graphic but it's really visually brilliant yeah so yeah, yeah. I, I do i do think they deserve it it's a, really good yeah and like you say it's on freeview now which um, apparently is uh, uh on channel 70 it preview. is, yeah, 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 and um, that, that that's just exploded. Um, I think when they announced it was on uh, Freeview, was it two weeks ago or something like that? Um, all I've seen on Twitter is people saying catching up with Classic Who on on Horror Channel. I've been watching and, uh, loads. I've I've got them all on DVD, but I love 
watching them on, on live TV. <laughs> I just just love having it on my television. It's driving my other half mad <laughs> because it's literally it's on all the time. But uh, yeah, I mean, Legopolis was on last night. I was loving it. Yeah, I saw some people um, tweeting. Yeah, it seems to have um, gone down a treat. Loads of people oh, have. great. Uh, yeah, it's very well cool. So uh, well done to the Horror Channel for scooping that. The world deserve that one. So well, yeah, well done, guys. That's cool. Well done. So here's one for you, Gary, because you like your games. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not a gamer. I'm so bad at games. But this looks great. Um, uh, basically, to mark the 10th anniversary of the relaunch of Doctor Who, um, the hit mobile game Doctor Who Legacy, they're releasing a new adventure for it called Bigger on the Inside. Um, so you, I yeah. think this is available from the 26th. So depending on when you're listening to this, it should be available, obviously, to mark the 10th anniversary, so that makes sense. But it looks cool, doesn't it, mate? I mean, I'm loving the look of the beast. They've got a graphic um, of the beast creature from yeah. the Satan Pit. Uh, he looks good. Yeah, so, it does look really cool. It's, um, we mentioned, have you got this game? Uh, no, I'm going to grab it later, but there's, um, right. there's a, a, a game that we mentioned, like a, an, like a small indie game that a couple of uh, guys had made in exactly the same style, this kind of retro 8-bit, Yes, yeah. now you mention it, yeah. So it's quite common, and um, for some reason, Doctor Who just looks really good in this style. I, it I, does. Yeah, but um, but yeah, so those of you um, that play the um, the Doctor Who Legacy game, um, which is huge, I was reading on here earlier that they've got um, nearly 2 million uh, downloads oh, for wow. that game now, which is awesome. So, uh, um, Is it free, or was you have to pay? I haven't even... I, I, might, I might get this. No, it's completely free, mate. I, think, I thought so, yeah. yeah. There are some... Don't quote me on this. I haven't played it in a little while, but there are possibly some in-app purchases on it. Oh, probably, yeah. Maybe not. Don't quote me on that. But um, but essentially, no, it is free. And uh, I, I will download it. The only reason I haven't downloaded it thus far is literally because I am so bad at playing games and I lose interest really quickly. Uh, I'm just as soon as I die, I just switch it off. But like, it does look good. Um, I think it's definitely worth a, a download. Yeah, and this one looks really cool as well. It's called um, uh, Bigger on the Inside. Yeah. So, yeah, look out for that one. It should, like you say, Adam, it should be available right now if you're listening to this. Yeah. And another award. More awards. <laughs> More awards, yeah. Keep them coming. Keep them coming, yeah. So this is for um, the Cardiff Life Awards, which is kind of a, um, it's kind of more of a businessy uh, kind of, not political, but like a business council kind of Welsh Cardiffy thing. <laughs> it's not really about entertainment as such it's more about tourism i guess and business stuff for the for the town but um yeah so the doctor who experience uh, has been awarded best in leisure and tourism which is uh really good because i think it's probably the best thing in cardiff yeah you've been haven't you you've yeah been. a couple of times now yeah I'm not, yeah and i don't mean that disrespectfully i'm i mean like in terms of this kind of stuff yeah um you know it's the best thing to do if you're you know, geek stuff to do in Cardiff. And they keep adding to it as well, don't they? That's what I like. So if you have been once, if you, chances are the next time you go, there'll be new stuff there and stuff you haven't seen because they do keep updating it and changing it, don't they? So mm. I really want to go. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, we still um, might possibly, potentially, maybe uh, do a, a podcast meetup there. That'd be cool. Because we did yeah. speak about that, but uh, we'll have to sort that out. But um, that'd be cool just to meet down there, do the experience and hang out. Do then a, break into the Blink House, which yeah. is apparently no yeah, admitters. Yeah, we can do a we can do a podcast live from there or something. But. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's still there, but the the graffiti on the wall uh, does it say 
duck, duck, duck yeah. Yeah, it's, it was there for ages after they finished filming. Right. Uh, I don't know if it's still there, whether they've preserved it or if it's been done up, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, we could go down and have a look. <laughs> uh, and there's another award as well, same story. Um, Real SFX, um, who are the guys who do all of the uh, all the effects stuff for the show still. Um, they've been awarded uh, as best creative best creative company in the city mm. apparently um yeah so they've done the effects since 2006 and um yeah they went up against some other companies there but yeah so that uh, was set up by danny hargreaves he's a bit of a legend danny actually i remember seeing him when we when we used to have good old doc two confidential he was very often oh, on yeah. there yeah. He's, he's a bit of a legend uh, danny um and they they have done some great work haven't they when you think back yeah, yeah. yeah. um doctor who confidential did that i is that going to come back at some point? Well, they do. do think... What's the new one that they did for Series 8? That yeah. new 10-minute thing. Yeah. Well, it it's didn't a really... Sort of bit of a confidential. Yeah. Because I really liked watching through a lot of those old uh, confidential um, mm. episodes. They were really good. Yeah, I did. I used to love seeing Russell chatting about what's you know what his ideas were and stuff and, and all the team. Uh, but yeah, the one they did last time was kind of a sort of confidential cut down of a cut down, wasn't it? It's just yeah. a real, yeah, it's just a little 10 minute slicer behind the scenes which didn't really give you anything. Yeah, so let's, let's yeah. bring back confidential. Oh, I'd love to. Mind you, BBC Three's sadly on the way out, so probably not. Yeah. But there's yeah. always BBC Two. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, now that Top Gear's going. <laughs> that's right um, there could be room for some some more stuff yeah that, that would be good I'd like to see it come back yeah and then we could get some more you know they can put it on the DVD so we can get some better extras <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be a bad thing no it wouldn't <laughs> so yeah good award good awards well done everyone uh, no more news to go through um, oh. before we get on to our review of Rose um, just because we, we didn't mention it um, at the beginning we are going to announce the winner of the competition later on Oh, yes. Exciting times. Can't believe it. Um, yeah. When we announced this, was it, a, well, it was over a month ago, wasn't it? Yeah. I remember thinking, yeah, we've got weeks of, you know, weeks leading up to this. And I can't believe it's already rolled around. So very exciting. Somebody today, hopefully listening to this podcast, is going to be winning that, all that gear. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Amazing. So, yeah, we'll announce that later, won't we? Yes. In the meantime, we've got something coming up. It's our normal review. But what is it, Adam? Well, obviously, there's only one thing we could possibly review today, isn't there? On the 10th anniversary of the Doctor coming back to our TV screens, at last, we're reviewing Rose. Nesting consciousness? Easy. You were useless in there. You'd be dead if it wasn't for me. Yes, I would. Thank you. Right then, I'll be off. Unless, uh, I don't know, you could come with me. This box isn't just a London oppie, you know, it goes anywhere in the universe, free of charge. Don't. He's an alien, he's, he's a thing. He's not invited. What do you think? You could stay here, fill your life with work and food and sleep, or you could go uh, anywhere. Is it always this dangerous? Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I've, um, I've got to go and find my mum and... Someone's got to look after this stupid lamp, so... Okay. See you around.
Did I mention it also travels in time? Wow. Wowzers. Yeah. Gosh, I, I love it. Great stuff. Yeah. So review stuff. I mean, um, this is kind of weird, actually, because I remember speaking about Rose on episode one of the podcast. Yes, that's Many, right. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really cool to revisit and, and talk about it with you because I'm interested to hear on your your thoughts on this one because um, it's another one that we've chosen which doesn't divide opinion as much as some of the other episodes that we've reviewed. Um, no, but there are some there are some kind of different thoughts around it, and um, I think now that kind of time has has gone by and people have watched it obviously many times and had a chance to really digest it and put their own their own thoughts on it. Um, what do we think about before we get into the actual episode? What do we think about Doctor Who coming back at this time in two thousand five? It's kind of a general consensus that it was bang on perfect timing. Really, do you kind of agree with that? I, I think I do. Yeah, because because we'd had the TV movie, um, which didn't which which I enjoyed, but it didn't hit it didn't hit all the sort of right marks. Um, and obviously, then we had sort of a was it nine years that, that yeah. it, between this and then. Um, and I, and I do, I do think it was right. I think there was a sort of in between time when we just kind of figured it it was really gone and it wouldn't wouldn't come back. But it needed the right team behind it, and I I do truly believe that the the right team were found. I think Russell, you know, uh, yeah. did a fantastic job. Julie Gardner, Phil Coniston, you know, it's a fantastic team that were really really invested in making this the best comeback they could possibly give, and it's. It's a very d important episode, but it's also a very difficult one because, you know, if you think about it, you can imagine the sort of pressure they were under. They got to appeal to fans, yeah. you know, they're bringing back one, you know, such an important program. They've got to bring in new viewers to make it a success so that it gets commissioned for a second series because that wasn't, a, you know, a given when the first series went out. You know, there was an yeah. enormous amount of pressure. Um, and they've got to make it a fun, enjoyable episode to watch. And I have to say... I truly believe they succeeded. Yes, absolutely. And not just because it yep. went on to be really, really popular. I just mean as an episode itself. It's not. It's a very sort of simple episode. It's not hard to follow, um, and it, and that's um, a, a, a plus. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a very easy watchable episode that gives you all the little pointers and introduces you to the Doctor yep. again in a, in a very sort of accessible way. Um, yeah, I just think it's it, they did a great job, and I do think the time was right. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I think when we reviewed Survival last week, um, I, I didn't get shot down as much as I thought I was going to be, actually. Actually, I didn't have to board the windows up or, you know, travel no. around in an armoured car or anything. So, um, Although I, would, I think uh, Harry Westergaard might want to have a chat with you at some point, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I said on that review that um, I thought it was right for them to stop the show at that time. Yeah, and I I think it's it's one of those things where if they would have carried on and just kept going, um, I I honestly believe that we wouldn't have the show that we have today because um, it needed that really kind of lengthy. I, I don't get me wrong, not too long, but it needed that real length of time where it can just be, you know, put to bed a little bit, and then like you say, a, a team of people put together who weren't involved at all before. Because I think if they would have carried on going with it, there would have been, you know, certain people who would have just carried on working on it. Yeah. And would have just stuck yeah. around. And while that not, not, might not have been the end of the world, I think it just needed a completely fresh 
you know, new team of people, like you say. And they, um, I thought the timing was great because I think if you if you bring it out too early, um, you've got that um, you've got that not rushed uh, kind of feeling to it, but you've got that kind of um, uh, th- there wasn't there wasn't too much going on around the movie, was there? That kind of came and went. Yeah. Um, so you couldn't really, if you were brought it out too soon after the movie, you've, you've got comparisons going on there, which is a bit unjust. But then if you leave it too late, then people just, you know, it really does start to sink into like the back cupboards of people's mind. So um, I, I, do, I do think the timing was was, was bang on for this. And uh, and I completely agree with you that like Russell T Davis and all those guys, um, when you watch like the special features on the on the DVDs now, from that first series, you can see just how desperate they are to make it as best as it can be. Mm. You know, there's the, the 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 pressure is one thing that that's for sure, but the the passion that they've got for the program and the characters and you know they just you can see you can see that it's like it's been a real kind of um, not an uphill battle but a real um, you know convincing of minds. Let's, yeah. let's say because the BBC the 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 top bods and the suits at the BBC they're they're not always the kindest of people where it concerns you know uh, shows like this you know so they really had a job to to get to get under their under their noses and, and make it good no exactly because I mean the, you know the, the sort of top brass at the BBC they're not they're not emotionally involved in, in you know in Doctor Who the way that the people who make it are you know yeah. they're, they're they're probably I assume all about the sort of ratings and the facts and the figures you know it's all very sort of no, I don't mean calculated in a nasty way, but you know what I mean? It's all very black and white to them. Either something's a success or not. They're not really too bothered about, you know, uh, the sort of ins and outs of it leading up to that. Yeah. Um, it, it's, I, I, it's hard for me to accept, really, that Doctor Who should ever leave our TV screens. I mean, I think back, if I put myself back in survival, I'd never want Doctor Who to leave our TV screens. But I have to acknowledge that you're right. If it hadn't have had a break... Um, then we definitely wouldn't have got the show we've got today. It, it's, you know, it'd be interesting to see what would happen to the show. And I, I have a feeling that you're right, that it, it really probably would have disappeared for quite some time if it, if it had carried on. And it's quite hard for me to accept that, but but I do think it <laughs> needed a break. I'm glad it came back. I'd never want it to vanish forever, ever. But Never, no. But, um, but I, I think you're right. I think it, it needed a, a rest and it needed to sort of reevaluate for a modern audience, and um, and yeah, and this definitely came back in, in style and brought brought it right back into the mainstream. Absolutely, it's, and um, all the press were behind it. I mean, I remember mm. the TV movie. I I remember there were a couple of sort of adverts on the TV for it, but no buzz at all. Whereas when this was announced, and I think maybe because Russell T. Davis was behind it, because you know he was sort of kind of known for Queer as Folk at the time, I think, and that was sort of all you know the writer of Queer as Folk's writing Doctor Who. How's that going to work? And all this, you know, I remember all that sort of stuff and in the press and the papers and I think because he was behind it it got so much more publicity I mean I can remember it being announced on the radio and all this sort of thing there was quite a buzz when it came back which I don't remember any of that for the TV movie it was just kind of a buzz within fandom for the TV movie yeah. it wasn't like the big announcement when this was you know when this was announced mm-hmm. so. no I read you it's um and it's also there was uh there was quite a big interview, wasn't there, um, when Chris Eccleston was on the Jonathan Ross show? <laughs> yeah. That was like his one and only big kind of promo interview for the show. I, I remember watching remember? that. Yeah, I do remember watching it. I didn't realise it was his only one until I read that 
um, this morning, actually, because they were talking about when he was given his figure and his absolute shock and right. horror at this figure. I mean, he, I think that's the side of it. Eccleston often says he didn't like. He didn't want to be a brand. He didn't want to be turned into a figure. And, you know, I think that was one of the reasons he just kind of left when he did. Um, but, yeah, I do remember watching that when it went out and being really excited because I didn't know much about Christopher Eccleston at all. I don't think I'd really seen him in anything. Um, he, I sort of remembered him in League of Gentlemen. I can't remember, but I, I really hadn't seen him in anything. So I was coming to his doctor quite cold, and I remember seeing him on Jonathan Ross and thinking he came across quite well. He was quite guarded. He always is in interviews. But I remember mm-hmm. thinking that there was definitely something about him that I was really excited to see his doctor. Do you know what I mean? I thought, yeah, yeah. he's got a sort of a, a bluntness. He's got a kind of warmth. You know, I was really, really sort of looking forward to, to seeing this episode. And they showed some clips as well. I remember like the Slovene and they showed all these clips from the forthcoming episode. And I think they might have showed the big Ben beard smash. And I remember thinking, wow, you know, <laughs> this is going to be amazing. I can't wait for this series to air. Yeah, but it, it was it was it was interesting that he only did that one interview because I don't know if that was whose decision that was or whether other people did interviews, but you'd have thought he'd have been on lots of shows. I mean, nowadays they would, wouldn't they? They'd be on all over. Yeah. They'd be all over it. Yeah. Yeah. Strange enough. I remember watching that Jonathan Ross show. You do. Yeah. I remember watching that because I used to watch that show Yeah, <laughs> at the time. So I, I do, I do not in too much detail, but I remember, I remember Chris Eccleston being on there and having the little, his little figure, you know, it's uh it was kind of yeah because if you think about it now they go on a world tour they they not just go on you know TV shows and being interviewed they go around and do a whole stage production of it so yeah that's right I can imagine Chris absolutely hating having to do that if he was you know if that was part of the part of the plan back then oh yeah I mean when you think what it you know what what it's gone on to be I mean it's a bit like when they had the regeneration from nine to 10 and all that, you know, uh, I mean, it just, it is such a big deal. Now we haven't actually have shows dedicated to it. Whereas back then it was a very subtle affair. And in some ways, you know, it's quite nice. I mean, it was, it was a really nice little surprise when he regenerated. It's kind mm. of a shame. I don't know. It's a, it's a two way thing, you know, cause I love the, I love the build up to the announcement of the doctor. I love all that, but it is quite a, quite nice when they managed to sneak in little surprises like that. Yeah. It's cool. Um, so moving on to the show, the, the episode, sorry, itself, because um, we've just recorded our commentary. Yes. For this, haven't we? So we're fresh. We know all the all the ins and outs and details and stuff. And mm. uh, I'm going to say off the bat, I thought I, I'm going to agree with you 100% that this was a really easy watch, an enjoyable watch. And, it zooms um, along at a great pace, doesn't it? Yeah. It really does. And one of the things that um, we spoke about in the commentary is um, – that it doesn't. I, I I really like the way they handled bringing the doctor back, because mm. they did it in such a way where he wasn't. Um, they didn't have to. Uh, they didn't have to set up the entire story to explain to fans who hadn't seen the show before who the doctor was and why he was there, you know, and what is a sonic screwdriver and what is a TARDIS. They didn't have to, or they felt they didn't have to do all that. Um, yeah. and which was really cool because for fans of the show already who'd been watching it for, for years and years, it was like nothing had ever really, ch- I mean, obviously the style of the show had changed and, you know, and the, the pacing and, you know, how it was made, all that stuff's different, but the essence of the show is, is no different to how it was in the classic years. So for fans of the show who had already, you know, been fans all their lives and watched from years ago, they really cool. And, you know, it was, it, it was, um, 
just just great that it was so subtly done um, and appealed to both people because I think you said um, Adam that they really had to strike a good balance between um, appealing to current fans of the show and also grabbing new fans who hadn't seen it before yeah I think it uh, would have been so easy to get this episode wrong yeah yeah, Um, I, yeah. I don't know how difficult it was for Russell to write but I can only imagine it was quite hard because yeah. you're right. You know, he's bringing the show back. It's got enormous publicity. Um, not only has he got to get the casting right. And I remember there were, there were grumbles about Billy Piper when she was announced and yet mm-hmm. she went on to be brilliant. I think in the first series anyway, she, you know, she did, didn't sort of, um, they <laughs> did, they, she, I don't know. She did deteriorate a little bit as the series went on, I feel, but, but she was great in the first series. And I think she was great casting. Uh, I think Gris was, Chris was great casting as well. But I, I think you're right. It, it, he managed to get a good balance between what needed to be in there for the casual viewer and what needed to be in there for the fans to, you know, so that they sat there and thought, yes, it is the same show, but but it has been brought up for a modern audience. So I think they, they pitched it really well. I think it could have, you know, this could so easily have been a disaster um, in the wrong hands. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it is credit to Russell, no matter what you think of his writing style or whatever, I think it's, you know, this episode is a real credit to him because it's a, a very simple story. You know, it's, it's very easy to watch, you know, you don't have to sort of, um, it's not too taxing on the brain. It just gives you all the little pointers you need to, to who the doctor is and what he does. And, and that's it really, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and it does leave you wanting more. That's the thing. Like it, when they does, go off yeah. together, you're like, right, we're, you know, you have one great adventure with them together, but then they go off in the TARDIS at the end and, and they're off on all these great adventures and you, you know, I, I definitely couldn't wait for next week when it ended. I was thinking, wow, you know, wow, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, you know? that was cool. And um, just to kind of reinforce, um, you know, what I was saying about um, uh, appealing to um, uh, current fans, but new fans as well. I really like the fact that they used um, the Autons and the, the Nestine consciousness in this because it, they've, that is something that's only been used a couple of times from the classic years. So mm. it's not one of the famous you know, monsters from who they didn't, they didn't kick off straight away with like, um, uh, with Cybermen, you know, or Dalek. Daleks, yeah. Or, yeah, the obvious, yeah. the obvious ones. Yeah. They, they kept something that was familiar to, to classic fans. Um, and, but was also just something cool to people who'd never seen it before and, you know, and didn't, you know, hadn't seen Spearhead from space or anything like that. They, they, it was just cool that there was like these shop mannequins coming to life and had that kind of creepy, uh, vibe to it and like this like some cool action sequences as well and um i thought that was really cool that's a, a quite a brave decision um yeah by russell t davis because i'd imagine that some of the top bots at the bbc would have been like well we need to have a real impact when we bring the show back so yeah. it needs to come out all guns blazing and I, i'm i can't i can only imagine some of the conversations between him and some of the execs <laughs> at the bbc saying no we should you know we should build up to that and we shouldn't just you know blow our stack immediately and all that stuff so you know, a, a lot of respect for Russell T Davis for doing that, for kind of building up to the big reveals of those classic monsters and um, and just going in with something light, I guess. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think the Autons work really well. I mean, I, I know some people say they're a bit underused, but I think I think it's just right. It's, they're just there to help you get introduced to the Doctor, you know. Um, yeah, I think they work brilliantly, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, just enough. I think that the chemistry between... Eccleston and, and and Billy Piper is great as well. Um, I'm surprised actually re rewatching it again because it, it, it has been a while since I rewatched this, mm-hmm. um, and having watched it again, I'm surprised how well they click immediately. It, yes, it, you know it yeah. doesn't feel awkward at all. It's um, I don't know where they filmed this in the production, but they they really do gel incredibly well. 
Um, they do. I think. Yeah, I think. it's one of those things where because um, I, I, I think we've mentioned this a couple of times already, and we've probably mentioned it a, a few more times, but it is one of those things that could have gone horribly wrong. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's if if the doctor and the companion didn't hit it off immediately, and, and I don't mean you know as a couple or anything like that. I mean like their on-screen chemistry and the actors themselves. You know, if if those two didn't didn't run with it and 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 gel like you say as as much as they did, that could have been a disaster. You know, that could have been because that obviously they're the stars of the show and they need to build that foundation for all the stuff that was going to come afterwards. Exactly, so, yeah. You know, I mean, the so, pressure on their shoulders as well. I mean, not just the writers, but yeah, you're right. The the pressure to 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 get you know to get the performance and and the chemistry between the two must have been, you know, quite high as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So Billy but, and Chris, um, they were they were pretty much um, pretty much really really cool in 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 my opinion in this episode. There wasn't anything um, for me to heavily complain about. I mean, it was. It's kind of weird because you can't really be too critical because um, Billy Piper didn't. I didn't. I don't think she'd been in many, she, only a few things. things yeah. yeah, and this was certainly a lot higher profile than what she'd done before. Oh, massively. You know, yeah. and although Chris was, you know, a fairly seasoned actor at this point, um, it was still kind of out of his comfort zone. I think. I don't think he'd been into this kind of role and this kind of TV before. This kind of aimed at kids as well as adults kind of thing. So. Um, you no, know, not at yeah. all, actually. And I, I read this morning, and I don't know if this is true, I really hope someone can tell me, but I read this morning that he, that because obviously him and Russell were close because they, they made the drama The Second Coming yeah. together. I don't know if you've seen that, but I it's, did. it's, pre it's yeah. pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I, I think Russell wanted him as the Doctor, but didn't ask him, and apparently Chris said to him, will you consider me for the role? Now, I don't know if that's true, but I'd like to think it is. I, I kind of kind of like that idea. It doesn't yeah. fit with what we know about Chris, I know. But, but, um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, obviously him and Russell had quite a good working relationship despite what, whatever happened behind the scenes. Yes. Yeah. There, there is an interview um, that you can track down with Chris Eccleston. Um, I think it was shortly after he'd finished filming or, or, near, or near towards the end, but uh, it's on YouTube somewhere if you do a search for it. But um, he, he, he did say that, you know, one of the things that kind of drew him to the show and appealed to him as the role was uh, being able to act in a way that would be um, that good mix and balance. He wanted to appeal to yeah. like the kids who are watching the show. But, you know, it's kind of like um, it's a classic kind of thing, like The Simpsons have done it very well for years and, you know, things where and Pixar movies as well, where you, you appeal to kids, but there's loads of stuff in there as well for adults alike. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I do. And it probably appealed to him because it was something different. I think he is one of those actors that, and again, this probably comes back to why he's so distant from the role. He likes to do different things. And it mm -hmm. probably did appeal to him because he hadn't really done anything like, like this, you know, that appealed to like a family audience, I guess. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And um, you, you were talking about the regeneration as well. And obviously, like, there is a very tiny little scene in it where he, it's kind of referenced. And again, if you're not a fan of the show, you wouldn't, it wouldn't detract from your enjoyment because you wouldn't be sat there thinking well, what, what's he on about but there is a tiny little mention about when he looks in the mirror and his ears and stuff oh, isn't yeah. it? and i kind of like it you're not too sold on that though are you you're um it, it depends on on what your view is i mean mm -hmm. i mean before we had the um uh, the day of the doctor and the whole 50th thing um before that um i was cool with it you know so this is more stephen moffat's fault than anything else but yeah um it's only because um you know, after the war doctor, John Hurt, you know, regenerates into um, Chris Eccleston. Um, I kind of had this feeling that 
Um, the Doctor would have gone off and done loads of stuff um, before we see him in this episode. And yeah. the only reason I say that, and it's probably, there's probably no you know truth to that. This could be, you know, in terms of... Um, if we take out the timey-wimey aspect of it, I'm, you know, he could have turned up in this episode literally a week after regenerating from the War Doctor. Um, but it just feels like um, he's gone off and done a load more things um, before we see him at this point. Um, so him looking in the mirror and, you know, saying, oh, you know, the ears aren't... You know, it just feels like um, it was done correctly at that point in the show. But then when yeah. Stephen Moffat wrote that, you know, the whole war doctor thing and you show him regenerate. I'm not sure. I'm just not sure how it marries up, but I don't mind it. It's, it's okay. I, I hear you. I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's a cool so little it, bit though. Yeah, I, I like it. Just, I think just because at the time I, I was desperate for there to be a reference to the fact. I think I wanted it confirmed. I knew it was the doctor, but I wanted it confirmed. Because oh, okay. so, yeah. we always like to see a regeneration and obviously when this aired, we hadn't. The last thing we'd seen was Paul McGann going off in the TARDIS and then the next thing we've got Chris on the screen. So I wanted something to mar the two together at the time. Right. Um, so I think that little reference did it for me. But you're right, probably at the time. Um, what do we think of Jackie and Mickey? Jackie and Mickey, well, um, I thought they were cast pretty well, you know. Um, I do. Yeah, um, I think Jackie has some nice little sort of funny moments. She's like, um, I'm not sure if she's meant to be as much comic relief. As, uh, <laughs> as as she is in a lot of episodes, but yeah, um, I think she's cast pretty well. I don't don't get me wrong. I don't think she's she's the greatest of actors. You know, I'm going to put that out there. I don't think she's mm. that amazing. Don't get me wrong. She's you know she's she's cool. You know, for something like this. But um, there are a few times where she's a bit kind of forced. I feel like trying to play that kind of chavvy kind of you know london estate kind of single mum. you know i, I get mm. you know i get the whole thing but you know she does play it a little bit forced sometimes but um i think she's good with with billy though i think i yeah. think the mother-daughter relationship is good and i also think she's good when she meets uh, rose's dad what's he called um tyler uh sam no that's life on Mars. Um, when she meets Rose's dad, anyway, I think they're, they're great together. The sort of bickering and they slip straight back into the sort of husband and wife. Oh, um, Father's but, Day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's, what's his name? Oh, no. We are terrible with names. Ah, oh, lost it. But yeah. yes, yeah, it's, she's good when, when they're together as the family. I think she works works well again with the humour. Um, I like Mickey as well. I think Mickey's all right. Uh, you know, he's, he's not bad. Yeah, Mickey, I, I really like Noel Clark. He's... um. He plays this role fairly relaxed, I thought, from the start. Mm. Yeah, I didn't really get a vibe that he was. Uh, he felt the pressure, as I'm sure he did, but it, you, I don't get that vibe when I'm watching these uh, these early episodes. That um, it looks like he's just having a good, he's good fun with it. And uh, it's strange yeah. when he's taken over by the, the burping bin, isn't it? <laughs> well, and I, I, yeah. I'm I'm going to go on record here and just say I I love the burping bin. <laughs> I love the burping bin. There's yeah. nothing wrong with the burping bin. The autumn burping bin. It's cool. Um, but when he gets taken over and he's all plasticky and, and stuff and he's doing that crazy talking and driving like a maniac and Rose takes Rose a long time to pick up on it, doesn't it? <laughs> but it does, I love yeah. the scene in the restaurant. Um, I think that's really cool where he gets his head ripped off and all that. that that's quite quite yeah. good, I think. Yeah. And Mickey goes on to do to do good things, doesn't he? Mm. Yes, he does. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I quite like that. So the casting of those two, I think, is um, uh, it's pretty spot on, really. 
Yeah, yeah, I do. And I'll tell you, I must must mention uh, another bit of casting. I know he's not in it very much, but I love Clive, the geek <laughs> who's, who's um, you know, like tracking the Doctor's every move and is sort of almost obsessed with finding out about the Doctor. And um, remind me of the actor's name again, Mark Benton, is Mark, it? Mark Benton, yeah. Yeah, wonderful little character actor. And I think he gives a great performance. I, I'd love to see more of him. I'm, I'm gutted that he gets killed at the end. Yeah, um, yeah. And even more so that it's in front of his wife and kids it's horrible but but um i lo- i really like his character I, I wish i wish the doctor would go back and meet him before he gets killed or goes back and saves him because i i really like him yeah we mentioned that when we were recording earlier that um he's such a great little character and I, it's one of those things where i feel that you know he's got his little man cave pretty much hasn't he he's got yeah you know this whole like years worth of research on the doctor and stuff and he, you can tell that he's he's kind of almost cracked it He's almost to that point where maybe if he'd had another year or two, he probably would have bumped into the doctor. Yes. Because um, you can tell that he's on the verge of, you know, uncovering, you know, what's going on. And um, I feel that that character has got a load of potential. Like you, I would have loved to have seen him pop up, um, you know, further on down the line and be involved in in some cool story. But uh or maybe so you just, yeah. you've just hit the nail on the head, actually. I'd love to have seen him meet the Doctor. It's only just occurred to me that it's a bit like when you sort of want to meet your favourite TV star. So he, yeah, that would be great. Because you can imagine he'd be absolutely in awe of him. Of <gasps> Starstruck, yeah. I'd love yeah. to see that. Oh, please go back and write that someone. That'd be brilliant. I, yeah. I really want Clive to meet him. Yeah, because I think he's got this, because he's got so much research on the Doctor and he knows what's going on. I could almost see him kind of, you know, kind of falling into the tortured area kind mm. of thing you know what i mean it's um yeah and he's a great character he's really funny and he's got you know just i love that scene where he's where rose turns up at the house and um and he's running through all the stuff that he's uncovered over the years and he's got mm. he gets really into it he's like um like he's really excited you know yeah and, you know he's, you can tell that it's one of his life's passions and uh yeah, what yeah, a great like little fun, character. Fin- yeah. Finally, someone's going to listen to him. Yeah, it's like, oh my goodness, another one. It's like a fan meeting another fan. Of, you know, like Simon, that somebody else shares his passion, I think, yeah. or is interested. It's, you know, uh, like you said, it. yeah, he's it, just a really warm, nice character. And um, yeah, I would like to have seen more. You're yeah. saying about nice scenes, actually. That That's one of the great things about this episode, um, is there's lots of nice little moments in it. And one of them that we must mention is that first little speech the doctor has um where he lets go of rose's hand near the beginning mm. about the world yeah. spinning and this is who i am that's a beautiful scene um, yeah. and brilliantly yeah. acted by chris uh, and billy it's just a lovely lovely scene i love the fact that tardis is just in the background as well it's just there you know prominent in the in the picture mm-hmm. that's yeah. a great scene um yeah that's very cool it's um it's it it's i think it's the first time within the episode that um it it really shows its seriousness mm. about the character, you know, because at, at that point we've had some kind of, you know, lighthearted clown like music and, yeah. you know, it's been a bit of a run around and not really much has happened in terms of that kind of overall Doctor Who, you know, feel. And I think that's the first point in that episode where you, you really, um, you really know what's, uh, that Russell T Davis is serious about it. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. It's a, uh, no, it does. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know what you mean. There, there are two other scenes that really stand out for me. Um, the first one is where the Doctor is, um, you know, the whole thing about lots of planets have a north, explaining his accent, and he's <laughs> got his um, the London Eye behind his head. 
and he's saying, well, I can't, you know, that, that scene is lovely, uh, where she's just like, it's so obvious that that's the transmitter and it's right behind him and, oh, he, yeah, and, yeah. and he's oblivious. That, <laughs> that's brilliant. Um, and the other scene I absolutely love is when we get to see, well, it's basically when Mickey's kicking off and they run <laughs> out the back of the restaurant and the TARDIS is there beautifully lit and we're just dying to see inside and they do it brilliantly, you know, with Billy running in and looking you know, oh, a gasp, yeah. and then we think we're going to see the inside, and we don't. And she runs back out, and then she goes back in, and we finally, when she bursts through that TARDIS, the TARDIS doors, and we finally see the inside of the of the TARDIS. What a moment! I mean, that's yeah. that's brilliant, and the TARDIS console looks brilliant, and it's just such a great scene. And again, Chris, the interaction between the Doctor and and Rose, where he's you know saying it's okay to be shocked, take your time, you know, and when there's this thing going mental outside, you know, about to kill them, <laughs> and they're just having this lovely little interaction it is brilliant another great, great, great scene yeah yeah and i think that's um i think you know a lot of the episodes that russell t davis has has written over the years when he was um showrunner i'm i think that he should be just so proud of this one um i think so because it all hinges on that what we spoke earlier it all hinges on you know this has to to get it right and there was so much risk involved that this could have just gone down as a flop you know people oh, yeah. wouldn't have been into it so I, I think you know if i ever ever get to meet russell at any point in the future i, I will definitely mention that to him that uh, that rose was a, a real turning point for the for the show and for the character and uh it's one it's one of those things where i know it's very easy to say in hindsight but you can't imagine anyone else writing it now no. Do you know what i mean i'm sure there would have been a you know a handful of really good writers that would have that would have done a, a good job, you know, a decent job. But you can tell that he's just a, a, such a fan of the the classic stuff as well. He really yeah. loves the character in the show. So, uh, yeah, it's um, it's just written so well. And it's not one of the best, is it? Let's let's be honest. It's not one of the best episodes out of the out of series one. Um, however, it's uh, it. I don't know. It's got something about it. it it's just it's just so like you say. It's easy to watch. You don't have to concentrate too hard. It doesn't bombard you with, mm. you know, Doctor Who lore. It doesn't, you know, baffle you. And it's not timey-wimey. It's just it's just a great character set up. And, uh, I think it's, yeah. yeah, it's 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 not, yeah, you're right. It's not the best in terms of story and and, yeah. and that. But it, it, it's what it needed to be, I suppose, as a as an introductory episode. A bit like, a, it's a bit like a pilot, I suppose. It's just bringing you in before we get into the, you know, the main sort of um, stories. You know, it's just an introduction, yeah. and it, it's a perfect introduction. Yeah, it's not the it's not the strongest story ever, but I think it's what it needed to be. Absolutely, um, man. You just saying about Russell? Actually, I'd I'd love to meet Russell T Davis, and I came so close. He, I was sat having a beer outside a bar on Old Compton Street. Oh gosh, years ago, um, I think Tenon was the doctor, so it would have been around about his around about then. And Russell, I'd been shopping, I'd been and bought, I'd got a, a massive bag load of doctor who figures and i mean <laughs> massive because it was one where the figures all came with a little part of um a robot so you had to buy them all to make the robot so i'd got this huge bag of figures i'd just been in and bought a bottle of beer and i was sat in this glorious sunshine outside this bar in soho and i saw russell walk past me in his long oh. gray coat and he's really tall and it it was it was like a, a dream because he walked past me and I clocked it was Russell because he was wearing that grey coat that he always used to wear, that long one. Yeah. But I was sat there. I just bought a beer and I'd got this huge bag of stuff and I was just like, 
in the sort of 10 seconds it took me to sort of communicate in my brain what was going on. I was like, should I run after it? I really want to say hello, Russell, thank by the time I'd done that, so I quickly sort of down this beer, grabbed all my stuff, and I was like, right, where did he go? And for the next sort of five, ten minutes, I just walked round and round, hoping that I would sort of bump into him. And I was trying to sort of gauge. I was thinking, well, if he went down that road and I cut around this one, I might sort of see him coming towards me. Oh, it's just, but it was so close. And I just would have loved to have met him and said, you know, I'm so grateful for you bringing back you know this show and look at all this stuff that i've just bought because this is you know this just to show what a big fan i am you know what i mean it just would yeah. have been comical oh, that i'd got all these doctor who figures he probably would have just laughed and <laughs> yeah oh, i'd have just loved to have met him but that, that's how close i came he literally walked past me but i couldn't find him it was like he disappeared into the air but it was 100 percent russell t davis yeah. yeah so i've come very close and one day i'm sure i will because he always comes across as such a nice nice guy i'd love to meet him yeah we got it in there what one day oh yeah didn't even realize <laughs> one day one day um, yeah so um there's actually a really cool book isn't there that um uh, it's called the writer's tale yes have you got it yes well i've got the second edition yeah and um that's a, a really good account it's basically a, a guy um that's basically having an email conversation with russell um over i think it's like a year and a half or something like that yeah and um like the insight you get into you know russell's thoughts on the show and what he's plans to write and characters that he's that he came up with and didn't make it and it's just if you haven't read that book it's a cracking read he's um, brimming with ideas isn't mm, he yeah. yeah he's a yeah a really kind of a visual kind of writer as well when he's writing um, one of the things that i got from that book was when he's writing an episode or a series of episodes he thinks about the entire thing. He doesn't just think about um, a conversation between the Doctor and the Companion. Mm. He thinks about, you know, will it be in the TARDIS or will it be on a set? So we have to consider budget for that. And will it include a special effect? And do we have to do stuff like that? He kind of visualizes the entire process in his mind. So uh, amazing guy. If you haven't read that book, check it out. It's really good. I think one of the things he's, he's really good at is writing people we care about as well, actually, because, um, you know, we've got Clive, who's hardly in it. But we, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's really sad when he dies. We've got Mickey and um, Jackie, who obviously, when you first watch this episode, we've only just met them, but we, I instantly uh, warm towards them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's just good at writing people that you instantly connect with and, and care about. I think Russell. Yes. Yeah. I think uh, quite a few people have said that. You know. Yeah. That, um, his his character, and if you look at some of the other shows that that Russell has, has written for as well. Um, that that's his that's probably his strongest point isn't it it's um it's uh him writing for people who you know just the interaction between people and mm. just making them likable and you know and, and buying into their 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 story you know great stuff absolutely and so um, yeah yeah the uh rose's dad pete Oh, Pete, that's Pete it. Tyler. Yeah. I couldn't get Sam Tyler out of my head because I've just <laughs> finished watching Life on Mars. I just couldn't get Sam Tyler out of my head. Pete Tyler, of course. And I really like Pete Tyler. And uh, yeah. yeah, we'll have to review Father's Day at some point because that's, that's a good one. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay. So I think we've gushed over, yeah. you know, bringing Who back and Russell T. Davis and Chris Eccleston and stuff for long enough. Let's get to our review score. Let's do it. Um, is it I think, who's, who's going first this week? I think it might be me. It's you this week. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to give this an eight. Right. Uh, out of 10. Eight out of 10, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's exactly what I've put. Um, <laughs> there <laughs> eight we go. Eight out of back, 10. Back I've written, to um, again. 
I think it's exactly what it needed to be, mate. I really do. Um, like you said, maybe not the strongest story. It didn't need to be. It just needed to to bring Doctor Who back um, in style and give us give us a good introduction to it. And I think that's what it does. Um, it was difficult for me to score, actually. Yeah, me too. I really did. Because, yep. but but I think eight out of ten is perfect because it's an in, just an enjoyable episode. Um, and there's loads of great moments in it. So yeah, eight out of ten for me as well. Yeah, and the reason why I gave it eight is because. Um, uh, similar thoughts to you. It needed to be, you know, current and modern, and it did its job perfectly for that. Um, but it was judged on its own merits. Yeah. Uh, you know, so there wasn't any huge, big story arc about cracks in the wall or a- anything like that. It was just, mm. you know, a fresh episode. It didn't link to anything at that point. The only thing we mentioned um, that got mentioned was the Time War um, and the Shadow Proclamation, which obviously pop up, you know, at various times through a, during the newer Who stuff. Um, but it was a single, uh, ep- literally a single episode that wasn't linked to anything else. So yeah. to judge it on its own merits, you know, it's, um, it's, and Chris was brilliant. Billy was, was great. You know, the story was, you know, was cool. There's nothing to complain about really. It, no, there really you can't isn't. really, di- you can't really bash it much. So, uh, and I just yeah. want to say, I love the fact they use the original sound effects as well. A for the Auton guns, because just these little simple things make it feel tie it in with the classic show it makes it right. feel like the same program so you know they could have used a new laser i love the fact they've used the classic auton gun sound effect i love the fact that they you know kept the tardis sound effect it may sound silly but that dematerialization and sound and stuff is really important and again they might have been tempted i don't know maybe it's in the book they might have been tempted to have tried something new or tweaked it or whatever, but it's exactly as it's always been. And I think that's important. I love the fact I did that. And I like the theme. The, the, the theme's much simpler, um, having watched this again. It does right. sound much more like the classic era. So, yeah, some nice little tie-ins with the classic show, but still making it for a modern audience. So, yeah, great stuff. Yeah, cool. Let's, so, let's jump on to our... Um, our social stuff and see what our listeners had to say over to the social media over to social um uh, not going to say much about twitter there was only a couple and i can't find them but it got lost in oh. a sea of uh, a sea of entries for the competition so um okay yeah, let's jump onto facebook but thank you anyway for jumping on twitter don't don't uh, not do that in the in the past just that my laziness um has prevented me from finding them but um They're lost in the vortex for now yes for now um so on Facebook, um, on the official page, um, uh, Jeff Waddle, here he says, oh, "Hi uh, Jeff, hi Jeff." He's put, uh, um, actually no, he just uh, basically. Uh, Are you pronouncing his name right, by the way? Jeff Waddle, because this is your last chance. My last, I- I'm hoping so. <laughs> Jeff Waddle, yeah. Um, he actually just uh, warned uh, warned you about getting told off for using NU <laughs> when using <laughs> New Who. Yeah, I know. Which is a bugbear of mine, but. Um, the yeah. thing is, I'm one of these people, the more people tell me not to do it, the more I will. But yeah, I know. That did make me laugh, Jeff, actually, your comment. Yeah. yeah. Um, Devin Baker, uh, good use of all, good, uh, the Autons were, uh, good use of the Autons, um, but still, uh, sorry, good the Autons are wasted, but still great, 7 out of 10. Uh, Stu Gee, hi Stu, uh, it's the perfect story to introduce a newer viewer to the show. There's a lot of running around, but it does the job. It's out to do admirably. Oh, God. He's had a few beers, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Admirably, yes. Um, Matt over at Who Edicts. Hello, Matt. Hi, Matt. Uh, Not the best episode ever, but it certainly did its job very well. Simple, subtle story. Uh, It was easy for every fan to follow. 
introduced everything about the Doctor to a new audience and made the Doctor a mystery all over again. That's a good point. Mm, um, yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah, it was the episode that got me hooked on Who Forever, a brilliant start to the reboot. Um, seven out of ten. Uh, Callum Johnston. Um, he's, Hello, Callum. Hello, Callum. He says, um, now when I go back through this episode, I just remember it being really good um, and a classic, but I've finished re-watching it and it doesn't really hold up as much as I thought it would. Um, uh, he's gone on to say, um, nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. It was a great um, and fantastic great way to start the new era of Doctor Who. Seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel uh, Seligman. Uh, he's put pretty good, great writing, great acting and some great moments. Uh, now about that burping bin. Um, <laughs> he, he's given it eight and a half. A good oh, score. right. Okay. Yeah. Good uh, Eugene Glover, Exciting Times. I watched the leaked episode about the same day my son was born. <gasps> what? What? Whoa. He said, life was very much about new possibilities when I first saw it. Mm. Um, he said, as I watched it, he thought, oh, the pacing's wrong. Uh, overmixed music. Rose's mum is annoying. <laughs> uh, I'm glad Rose will be leaving her behind forever. Blah, blah, blah. He goes on to say, um, I have given it a nine out of ten um, on the day I saw it. Uh, now with hindsight and what was to come, six and a half, maybe a seven. Uh, mm. Solid, respectable. Okay. Cheers, Eugene. Uh, Stuart Stockwin. Uh, I absolutely love this episode. Everything in there for me, explosions, impressive CG, uh, great music like the Westminster Bridge uh, and Ninth theme and a bit of mystery around the Doctor. Mm. Uh, I like how they brought back the opt- the Autons um, from the classic era. Um, find it slightly slow in parts um, and I think some scenes are only in there just for trailers like the Clive scene. Um, it brought Doctor Who back with a bang, 8 out of 10. Okay. Ryan Anthony, just the last one. Um, uh, I've always really enjoyed this story. It was perfect for the revival, having a decent plot, and RTD really did pick the right man for the job at the time to play the Doctor. Yeah. Um, I'd still have to appreciate, uh, after all, this was Doctor Who wouldn't be in my life. However, since this was 10 years ago, I do find this one a, a bit dated um, since there's been seven series after it. But overall enjoyable, seven out of 10. Fair enough. Great stuff, guys. So what have we got? Um, Robert Lithgow. He says the story is very meh when compared (laughs) to the 11th hour or deep breath and even the Christmas invasion. And the story wasn't up to much either. But it brought the show back perfectly. And that's what counts. So I'll say six out of ten. Okay. Yeah. I have to say I I enjoy this one very much um, compared to those. Right. Christopher Law. He says being the first episode I ever watched, it must have done something right to keep me loving the show for the past ten years. Eccleston is very underrated doctor and it's such a shame he wants nothing more to do with who anymore um yeah I, it's important what Christopher mentions there because this did bring the show to a whole new audience who probably never even heard of Doctor Who before so yeah, yeah. it was important um yeah David Bear Kenyon he says he absolutely hello David he absolutely adored it how how exciting was it to have New Who again? And Russell did it justice. Eccleston was amazing and Piper a fantastic companion. And I loved that we had a familiar monster with the Autons. Fantastic. Yeah, I agree with you, Devin. Yeah. Now, who's this? Andy Frankamella. That sounds, exactly. fami- sounds familiar. Yeah. No, he's got a, got a drawing as a profile picture, so I don't believe it's a real person. But um, I remember feeling absolutely knackered by the end of it. It was rushed. It rushed by at such a pace. It was Doctor Who, unlike any Doctor Who before it. It was fresh, new, relevant, and to coin a phrase, fantastic. 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 Thanks, Andy. Uh, Kieran Knight. 
The Doctor's turn of the Earth speech in that scene was enough to get me hooked on this strange show, which I still love today. And Chris just rises to the occasion. Clive is a great character and his fate is very sad. Shame it's sort of a remake of Spearhead and Terror. <laughs> and he says he's looking forward to the podcast. So thank you, Kieran. Okay. Uh, quick one from Jamie Robertson. He says, brilliant comeback. Everything I hoped it would be. And finally... Uh, Harry Westergaard, who I mentioned earlier, he, he very unimpressed <laughs> with your score for survival. He oh, was. Dear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh no, Harry's great, but he says a good episode to bring it back. Not a bad episode. And Chris is good, but the plot isn't very original. It's pretty much just a remake of spearhead from space. Yeah. But you know, some time yeah. had passed between then and now. So I yeah, I can overlook that. So <laughs> overall, I think people agree is as a sort of introductory episode. It does a pretty decent job. Yeah, I get the feeling that if this was plonked in the middle of the series, it probably would have got scored a bit lower. Oh, yeah. But I think people appreciate the fact that it had a job to do. And um, considering the show is still on, it did that job perfectly. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So that was Rose. Eight out of ten for Rose. Eight out of ten, yeah. Um, so before we close the show, um, let's announce the winner of our comp. <gasps> Gosh, exciting times. Exciting, so, yeah. This was, um, it was kind of weird to put this competition together at first because I remember you and I speaking and saying, I want to do a giveaway. And you're like, okay, so what, mm. should we, what should we do? And um, I said, well, we can cobble together a few, you know, a few things. We can, you know, we can purchase a few things to give away and we can approach some people and stuff like that. So we've kind of done half and half that. But I really want to say before I announce the winner, a big thank you to uh, Lavazzi. Um, for giving us the fourth Doctor replica scarf and a big finish for the Dark Eyes 4 box set. Yeah. Um, because they probably, you know, they could have easily turned around and went, well, no, you know, who are you sort of thing. So um, that's really cool. So thank you to those guys. And um, yeah, so we've had loads and loads of entrants and uh, it's really helped us um, kind of expand our social reach, if you like, because loads of you, and I mean like literally loads of you, like over 100 um have, have jumped on Twitter and retweeted and used the hashtag and stuff like that. And as a result of that, we've got a load of followers. So we're now talking to a lot more Who fans, um, which is really cool. We've met some really cool people via Twitter. And on Facebook as well, you guys have jumped on there and posted. So that's really cool. So thank you very much for everyone that's entered. That's really cool. Um, but we do, have to, we do have to pick a winner. Yes. And uh, we've, um, we've got the randomizer queued up. And it has been random as well. Like, it's been totally random. It's just been picked. Yes. And, um, yeah, it's kind of difficult to do that because we have some very um, some very hardcore fans of, of the podcast who will speak to us every day and, you know, say hi and retweet everything. So, unfortunately, we can't give it away for that reason. It has to no. be completely random. Otherwise, that would be, be a pointless thing. And it would kind of dilute the... The idea of having a random competition. That's right. Um, so it's completely random. I've got the little app and stuff queued up now. And um, I think this is, I think this deserves a drum roll. Oh, I think so. Yeah. So the winner of our first giveaway is. <laughs> Will Lloyd. Will Lloyd. Will Lloyd. His Twitter name is at Will Lloyd underscore 2000. Wow. Well, congratulations, Will. You've won some great stuff. Congrats, buddy. So we, we've got you on Twitter. You follow us and we follow you. So um, we will be in touch in the next, um, 
in the next day and within 24 hours, I guess. We'll send you a DM and uh, get your T-shirt size, find out your address. And very soon, all that stuff will be on its way. Yeah, that's it. Will, if you would, please send us, um, please tweet us a picture when you get all your stuff of you wearing the scarf and drinking from the mug and listening to the podcast with the T-shirt on. (laughs) Yeah, just get it all on. Reading your Forgotten Son book, you know, just, yeah, have it all, mate. I would love to see a picture of you with all your prizes that you've just won and congratulations. Yeah, congrats, man. It's cool. I wanted to keep it all, I'll tell you now. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. It's going to be very difficult for me to put this stuff in the box and send it. I must admit. We, but we will. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not bad. No. We're not bad. Well yes, done. So. Brilliant. Well done, mate. Um, yeah, I think that is now going to close for episode 35. Yeah. That was fun. It was fun. I, I just want to say before we close out um, to all the Doctor Who fans out there, whatever you're doing to celebrate 10 years of Doctor Who being back on screen, have a fantastic time. Yes, I'm assuming there's going to be lots of people digging out the Series 1 box sets yep. and sticking it on and having a trip down memory lane to uh, to the Ninth Doctor. There's loads of stuff over the internet. I'm just, I think it's brilliant. Or the BBC might not be doing much, but the fans are just, it's everywhere. It's all over social media, all over the internet. So it's great to see fans coming together and, and just having fun and celebrating it. So enjoy it, guys. Enjoy. Good times. It's been a great 10 years, hasn't it? It's, um, it's been brilliant. Yeah. And it's one of those things where um, it, it, just, it just continues and gets, you know, bigger and bigger. And uh, yeah. if you know if it can convert you know me into a into a hardcore fan and start up a podcast and stuff, then uh, it must be do- it must be doing its job as a yeah, show. Definitely. You know, yeah. it must be doing something right. So uh, it's all good. So thank you very much again for um, for sending in your thoughts on on Rose. It was really cool. And look out for our commentary. That's going to land early next week. Oh yes, yeah. Almost forgot about that. Yeah, commentary of Rose. It's a good one. I enjoyed doing it. I really enjoyed watching it and going through it with you. So check that out next week. Is it next week? Yeah. It's yeah, probably going to go out on Tuesday. Tuesday next week. Great. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Um, well done to um, Will Lloyd nabbing yourself a cool bunch of uh, of Doctor Who goodies. Yeah, well that's done, Will. Cool. Next week we've got a good one. I think. I think this is going to be another. Mm. another cool one to thrash through yeah uh, next week we've got Mark of the Rani Mark of the Rani yeah Colin Baker been a while wasn't it since we've looked at any Colin it has yeah we're going to rewind back a bit go back to the classic years yeah and uh, check out Colin I'm looking forward to that so yeah give us your views we'll put a picture up as always give us your views on Mark of the Rani which will be next week yes which I've still got to watch I have it downstairs ready ready and waiting to put in the uh, into the player I haven't watched it for that. a long time so I, I shall give that another watch next week before we record so yeah cool be good so I guess it's just fitting to say um, happy happy 10th birthday to the to newer Doctor Who yeah happy usual first, words carefully yeah happy first birthday to us yeah uh, many good times ahead so until next week my name's Gary my name's Adam and Alonzi, Alonzi!